Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Weekender Edition of the Muckrake Podcast. Ooh. I'm Jerry I am Jerry Yates Sexton. I am here with Nick Houseman. Nick, I am in a holiday spirit. We got to talk about Zelensky addressing Congress. We got to talk about taxes. We got to talk about weird, bizarre right wing terror stuff. And I want to go ahead and preview for the people who want to hear this and they need to hear it. Go over to patreon.com slash muckrake podcast. We're going to have the wildest what we've been watching that we've ever had in the history of the weekender. I'm just warning you, Nick, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, I well now I'm so excited to hear that I don't know if I can wait uh, uh, the full episode to get to the end of there but uh, but I, we must we must accommodate I suppose. Well, I'm telling you, I've watched probably the uh, most batshit Christmas movie that has ever been made, and I cannot wait <laughs> to tell you about the plot of this movie to discuss it. Also, by the way, I am in my childhood bedroom right now in small town Indiana. Nick, we are awaiting a winter storm that I have to tell you has my small town all a Twitter. Uh, Out at the Walmart, they're parking their carts in the aisles. They're talking it over. People are discussing what's going to happen. It might be the end of things. We're not exactly sure. I got to tell you, Hoosiers love this. They love it. Is it going to be just cold or is it going to be snow? Well, okay. So right now, out my window, we've got a wintry mix. It's going to drop about 30 degrees. There's going to be wind chills of like negative 30. They're talking three to six inches, plus also ice, plus also blizzard-like conditions. My people, Nick, they love this stuff. They love living in this crisis, this chaos. They love getting ready for it, going out and buying milk and toilet paper and bread. They're ready. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the view from Los Angeles? Is that what that is? I, I mean, I'm just checking the uh, the forecast from the next you know, several days, 75, 78, 75, 67, Jerry. It's going to be 67 on Tuesday. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can handle that. I got to tell you, your, your your stock, which is from Wisconsin, I believe, they are uh, they're looking out their windows right now. They are sighing. They are thinking over things, and they wonder whatever happened to little Nicky. I know. It, it, it didn't take long, <laughs> I'll tell you that, moving out here, so – well, uh, speaking of Sterner stuff, Nick, we got to talk about the fact that uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky came to Washington, D.C. Uh, we'll talk about why this happened, not just in terms of, of making it a, uh, a spectacle, but it certainly was that. Zelensky was welcomed by President Joe Biden, uh, gave a joint address of Congress and uh, made the case for continued support in Ukraine. Well, let's get a quick listen to it and see what it sounded like first. Millions won't have neither heating nor running water. All of these will be the result of Russian missile and drone attacks on our energy infrastructure. But we do not complain. We do not judge and compare whose life is easier. Your well-being is the product of your national security the result of your struggle for independence and your many victories. We, Ukrainians, will also go through our war of independence and freedom with dignity and success. I got to tell you, this uh, if this was the means of trying to convince the United States to continue helping Ukraine, like, 
<laughs> sucking up to our ability to win wars. I mean, that really does it. I, I mean, like a really, really good appeal. But also, Nick, we got to talk about why this happened, uh, which is and not just the fact that we're entering into a new phase of the war in Ukraine, but also the fact that a Republican Congress is uh, or a House of Representatives is about to take their seats and, uh, you know, pretty much sympathize with Vladimir Putin almost all the way down the line. Oh, uh, well, it's funny because um, what you described with the folks in Indiana now and how they're hunkering down is a little bit like what Zelensky is tapping into with Ukrainians right there. It's a, it's their version of we have to, we have nothing uh, to, to help us here. We're going to hunker down and be really tough and, and stick this out. And I think that it's it's got to be a little bit um, of a uh, of a conflict, you know, in, in people's psyches in a way. Right. Because it does appeal to all of the propaganda that we've come to learn about America and what we stand for and how we battle against the odds. And uh, this is should have been a no brainer. Right. Like it, it's still a little bit strange to me um, that we can't rally uh, or this is now split like much like, you know, COVID or whatever. It's split down the political lines that we're not rallying to help a fellow country that wants democracy. Yeah, when we started covering this thing, you know, we we, we kind of told people what was going to happen, which was there was going to be this outpouring of support for Ukraine. And then over time, it was going to be less and less of a focus of things like cable news. Um, you know, I think, um, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, it lasted for about three weeks, maybe about a month that it was basically every segment on cable news was on the ground in Ukraine. Basically, you couldn't have one segment without showing air raid sirens or showing the destruction there. But like all things American, our attention span is, is wickedly short. And eventually you have to move on to other things. I mean, like right now, today, it's these panic shots of airports where people don't know if they're going to catch their planes. They don't know if they're going to get home for Christmas. Oh my God, terror, cats, dogs living together. Um, but eventually what happens is if it's not on the news, you're not necessarily thinking about it in, in, in certain circles. The Republicans knew and by the way, Nick, it feels like years ago now that we were covering this. The Republicans in the very beginning were like, we shouldn't support Ukraine. Maybe Putin has the right idea. And they tried that for about a week, week and a half until they realized there was no tenable ground for that. Now they're looking to take advantage of apathy, a lack of attention being paid for this. And Zelensky had to leave his war-torn country as the leader in like a really bizarre like field trip abroad in the midst of like a lot of uh, a lot of conflict. He had to come over here and lobby Congress to keep the support going, which I think tells you everything you need to know about what our culture is and what our culture values. Absolutely. And, and I agree. I think I, I, we went longer than I thought it was going to go as far as our attention span on Ukraine and the conflict there. But yeah, it probably was three, four weeks. Um, it's, but it has kept somewhat in the national psyche to some degree. It's been bubbling up a little bit here and there versus completely just forgotten. And, but I think Zelensky absolutely is very shrewd and understood that this was really important, right? The him coming there gets the conversation back. Even if it's like the Republicans yelling about, we want to defund this or not do this. It's the important thing is that it's in the news again. And I think that this guy has proven over and over again that he understands how to use social media. He understands how to use the media in general, uh, to continue maintaining, um, you know, support for their their cause, and it's worked. Um, let's just talk, show a little more, one more clip about him, and he was talking about as far as how this money is being spent. Your money is not charity; it's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way. 
Yeah, and I I think that that was really smart to do, right? Like to go ahead and say that this is not just your usual sort of investment. Like I think a lot of people don't understand how American foreign investment works. A lot of it is money that's sort of paid out to make sure that like governments and countries sort of stay on your side. It's it's the way of liquidating, you know, hegemony, right? It's the way of making sure that people are going to sort of like stay on, you know, your bankroll. In this case, of course, that's not what's happening. I think Zelensky's exactly right. I think what he was trying to say there and what the, the feeling is, whether or not people want to uh, openly admit it, the right-wing authoritarian global movement that you and I have spent so much time talking about and warning about, that's what he's fighting. He is on the front lines against the aggression. And I got to tell you, if he hadn't have been such a good leader and if the Ukrainian people hadn't have been such brave fighters, and by the way, if we hadn't made this investment, there is a likelihood that Russia could have rolled through Ukraine. And all of a sudden, we're not having a conversation about whether or not Ukraine is safe. Suddenly, we're having a conversation about NATO borders. Suddenly, we're having a conversation about Poland. Suddenly, we're having a conversation about whether or not, and by the way, we're going to talk about China in a minute, Nick. You, who knows where China would be in their support of Russia right now if Ukraine would have been an easier operation. He's correct. This is about investing in pushing back against this authoritarianism and that aid. And listen, I have problems with it. I have issues with it. There are things that you can critique about it, but you cannot deny that this is a necessary front against that right-wing authoritarian global movement. Well, it's funny that you say you might have some problems with it and how this is being funded and where the money is going. Because friend of the friend of the podcast, uh, Lauren Bobert, uh, came out on the steps right after the address. Oh, how's Lauren doing? Uh, we need to get yeah, her on, Nick. Can we? we All right, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. Maybe you, we'll both we'll tag team that and see if we can figure out how to make that happen. But um, she had some words I thought we could share because it sounded it's you know there's some interesting things that you actually we actually might even might agree with. So let's listen to what she said. Hey everyone, I just finished attending the address by President Zelensky and we're going to have votes here at the Capitol for the next four hours or so. Here's what was clear from tonight. The people of Ukraine are suffering, the war is deadly and horrific, and the carnage has not stopped. Sadly, what I didn't hear tonight was a clear explanation of where the first $50 billion we sent to support their efforts went. Until Congress receives a full audit on where our money has already gone, I will not support sending additional money to this war. President Zelensky is working to protect his country, his border, and his people. I get it. I really just wish our commander-in-chief would do the same right here at home and secure our southern border and protect <laughs> our people. Okay. Well, you know, no thing from Bobert is, is complete without a nice little uh, jab at the southern border of our country, even though there's no relation to that in the money we're sending to Ukraine. But uh, Jared, do you, might, do, you, do you agree with her a little bit? You know, I got to tell you, Nick, the only place that is more dangerous than Kiev during an air raid from Russia is standing between Lauren Bobert and a camera. My <laughs> God, I, I bet she broke the sound barrier making her way. And she, she is a piece of work. Um, you know, the, the worst part about all of this, and we talk about it often, is that the GOP, everything that they do is laced with like the little tiniest bit of truth, right? It's, it's almost like throwing in like a little bit of magic ingredient to make sure that everything coalesces around it. Everything else is bullshit. Um, and, and by the way, if you want to worry about the southern border, um, I don't know how to tell people this, but the Biden administration is rounding up people left and right and sending them back over the border. Like, 
just just aggressively. So whatever, it's all a lie, it's all bullshit, whatever. But when it comes to money to Ukraine, um, I, I hate to tell people like you can support Ukraine and also understand that there are money and there are weapons that are getting in the hands of uh, people that you don't want them in. That's the way this works. If you need uh, some sort of a background on that to understand, see Afghanistan, 1980s. You know, this mm-hmm. this is how it works. On top of it, by the way, we're, we're going to send some Patriot missile systems. I hope like hell that we're going to spend some time making sure where those Patriot missile systems are going to end up. I mean, this is this is stuff we actually do need to talk about. And, you know, I, I, I have to tell you the way that uh, she made that appeal. You and I both know this. She doesn't give a shit about the Ukrainian people. She doesn't care that they're living through carnage. She had to tell a story that made it palpable for her to vote against anything that would help them. And that's what she does. And that's what she's always going to do. But, but demanding an audit to make sure we're not wasting money is not a bad point. You know, I think that there's a baseline when you're talking about a government as big as ours, that there's just going to be waste. There's going to be times where money gets sent out and it doesn't get used the right way. And, of course, the Republicans never complain about that when it's part of their projects that they're doing. They don't care about spending when it's their spending. It's only when they can use it as a cudgel against the Democrats. So we, so that's why it's not intellectually honest. And that's the real problem with that is. But here's the other thing is we're going to talk about the budget in a second. And when you look at the budget and how that was passed, and then you try and wrap your head around the fact that, and, 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 the, and the, it's the old line thinking that they use to get the Republicans on board for that spending, you can't understand why, again, they wouldn't get behind defending Ukraine because it's sort of the domino theory all over again. You let Ukraine, and you just said it, you let Ukraine fall, then Moldova falls, and then you know NATO countries fall, and then we're really in trouble, and then that can be the destruction, just like they were warning us for, for 50 years during the Cold War. So again, it's like we've gotten to the point now where there isn't even an ideology on the Republican side. At least back then, domino theory, which was a piece of bullshit because see Vietnam in the 60s, 70s, and you know now, um, it was never a thing. But at least they rallied around that. At least they, there was some sensical notion to like why we wanted to fight in Vietnam and stop you know communism from growing. But th- it's the same thing here, and they don't have any desire to, to, to support that in support democracy. So it's just void of any kind of intellectual uh, properties here. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the budget in just a second. And by the way, Cold Wars. But let's just point out something. There's no ideology with Lauren Boebert. There just isn't. I mean, there, you know, it's 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 like trying to figure out where like the the ball bearing in a spray can is. I mean, really, it's there, there, there's none of that. There are pl- there's plenty of ideology among Republicans. It's just not within the halls of Congress. That's just not where you're going to find it. Not not where that stuff dwells. But speaking of the budget, Nick, uh, the Senate has now approved, and by the way, in a bipartisan way, um, a massive, massive bipartisan vote, which we'll talk about why that's happened. Oh yeah, let's let's give them a hand. Uh, they they have passed a 1.7 trillion dollar budget. That's trillion with a T. Um, and and by the way, they, we're going to break this down in just a second. It becomes very clear very quickly where the priorities of the United States are, but also where we are and what's happening at this current moment. Nick, of that 1.7 trillion dollars, 858 billion. It's for the military. By the way, that's $858 billion. I'm no math major, but I can tell you that is over half of the federal budget. That is going towards new manufacturing and technology in terms of ships, which, by the way, Nick, when you have global capitalism, 
You have to have ships to protect the global routes. It's almost like the neoliberal global system is starting to fall apart and you have to wrench it back together and you have to try and make it work through any means. So you're building more ships. You're creating more jets. Nick, I got, I got, I got the name of a country on, on the tip of my tongue. Do you want, do you want to go ahead and say it for the people? Um, I, no, I wait. Now I don't know what you're talking about. Which, which country? China. You to- oh, China. China. In China. Oh, this geez. is a Cold War budget, is what it is. Yes. Um, this is about this is about preparing to square off with China. This is about holding the pace. It's about creating a military of the future in order to shore up global capitalism and take on China. That, that it's that's all over this budget. That's all this is. And you've been listening to a free preview of our Patreon exclusive Weekender show. If you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week, not to mention exclusive content, uh, live hangouts, question and answer sessions. We're even going to do some of these live so you can come and watch how the sausage is made. All you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash muckrake podcast. On top of that, you get to hang out with the muckrake community, which are a really good group of people. So you should do that. That is patreon.com slash muckrake podcast. We'll see everybody next week. Thank you.